morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This week is this is the week of Thursday, May twentieth, twenty twenty one, and I am your host Luna. And with me, we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, so it is Dos Compadres today again. So yes. it is unfortunate. Ken had some important matters to attend to, so he yes. is not able to make it this week, but we are hoping he will be back next week, and we wish him the best of luck. So, on that note, Gray, how have you been? What have you been listening to this week? I've been really good. I can't complain too, too much. Uh, I have been listening to uh, a few things. Uh, I have been listening to... Uh, I found some Tommy Heavenly Six on Apple Music, so I've been I've been, I went back and I listened to Paper Moon. Uh, I, that's the only song I know by Tommy Heavenly Six, but I, I want to go back and listen to more of their music because I love Paper Moon. Her music, uh, she's solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the the one. Well, on her profile page there's like it looked like there was like a bunch of girls with the same haircut so i guess like they just like duplicated her yes yeah, so tommy heavenly yeah. six has several pseudonyms there's tommy heavenly six tommy february six they're one and the same she, heavenly is rock february is pop and then she was part of the group called the brilliant green back in the late 90s early 2000s gotcha i saw Which come I back saw, occasionally i did see uh tommy february six as well uh, so they have they do have both the Tommies up, uh, which is which was pretty cool. Uh, I am still listening to Fujikaze's uh, Kirari. That song is awesome, and uh, been going back and I've been listening to Gen Hoshino's uh, Fushigi, and uh, I'm still listening to Huya's Extended uh, Vivid Vice, uh, which is a really good song. And other than that. That that's about it. What have you been listening to, Luna? So I haven't gotten to listen to a ton this week, to be honest. It's been too crazy. But I'm still on Jamoza, except I did switch my albums up again. I started. I was. I've been listening to her "Best of My Love" collabo selection, and I forgot how good the song "Together" is with You Kiss. I forgot how much I loved You Kiss and still love them. And I actually started listening to some of their newer music. And now they're a duo. And oh my God, they are still amazing. Gray, I actually think you'd really like You Kiss. The boys' vocals are so good and just they have really good music. Is it Y O U Kiss or just the letter it's, U? Uh, kiss? Letter U hyphen Kiss. All right, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to check it I out. I recommend them. They had some new Japanese songs, and or newer. They came out in 2020, and I was pleasantly surprised by their newer singles. And I hadn't listened to them since, oh my God, probably, oh my goodness, I don't remember when. It's been a while, like years. Their Eyes on Me single was fantastic. Both songs were great, and the, my favorite of theirs was Yozora, Yozora Ni Sakuhana was just beautiful. 
So I I started going back and re-listening to them, and I'm just like, oh my god, I forgot how much I really like You Kiss. But they're sung together with Jamoza, and when it came out, it was with the members Eli and what was the other member? Eli and Kevin. But that is a fantastic song. Also, the Missing You remix featuring Big Ron is amazing, and Dabo with Jamoza is so freaking good. But she has been on my infinite playlist. Also still listening to Imer's Walpurgis album. It's fantastic. I I pre-ordered that back in January, so I was excited. And the album as a whole just holds up so well. I will say Stand Alone is one of my favorite songs on the album. And I also re-listening to Spark again. I forgot how much I love it. And Torches is probably my favorite song by Imer. So it was great going back listening to that. I also was listening to some Crystal K again. Um, some Aoyama Thelma. I was listening to Sekai no Shushin, We Are the World. Needed some hyper music. I also was went back and, or not went back. I've s- still been listening to um, Fujikaze as well in Kidari because that is a fantastic song. And also Jupiter by Hirahara Ayaka, which we talked about last week. And along with a couple of her other songs we didn't mention. And also I started listening to Mayjay again. And I started from the beginning of her career, which has been a good amount of time. So I started with her All My Girls mini album. And I just finished up her Baby Girl album. And I forgot how much like both albums as a whole are fan-freaking-tastic. And I would recommend every song. My only gripe is... Apple Music has several songs removed, I'm thinking, due to, like, copyright things, at least internationally. But highly recommend both those albums by Meiji. I mean, amazing. And that's really about it. I mean, I listened a little bit of Tricot this week as well, just because I've been in that, that mode. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I've listened to this week, so... With that, we are going to jump right into some special news we have. So, uh, one of the latest news is uh, iconic duo AMPM have released their latest digital single, Afterglow, which features Kimberly Chen. And if you haven't checked out Afterglow, I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. And I think AMPM and Kimberly Chen just do a knockout job in this collaboration. And and actually, it was thanks to this awesome ca- collaboration they were doing, we got the chance to interview AMPM, which you can check out that on our site at ongakutu.com. And we just want to give a big thank you to AMPM for giving us the chance to interview them. It was an honor and a pleasure. And they are such a great duo. And their answers are super interesting. And I loved how they answered each of our questions. So I highly recommend everyone checking it out. Yeah, no, that was a very interesting interview. And uh, yeah, uh, AMPMs, they're, they're not my style, but they're, uh, I will say Afterglow was a pretty solid song overall. And I definitely recommend it. It was fun doing the interview with those, uh, those two. And I, uh, yeah, we uh, got another interview as well to look forward to. So be excited for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So highly recommend checking out not just Afterglow, but 
several other AMPM songs are fantastic as well. There's too many for me to mention because I like the style of music, so it was right up my alley. But with that, we are going to move on to our topic this week, which is a very interesting one. I feel like it's something I don't know how many people actually cover, but it is what actress turned vocalist would you recommend who currently releases music in the industry? And I feel like there's so many actresses that have turned vocalist. Many ones I love that no longer do music anymore. They still act and it disappoints me. I can't talk about them. However, there are still many actresses who do both and are currently active. And and we're going to get, me and Gray are each going to give our recommendations. Gray, did you want to start with yours? Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I went with an actress. She actually hasn't been in too much. Uh, she mostly has, um, she has way more of a music career than an acting career, but she has been in a few things. Uh, so I went with Erica Nishi and uh, finding information actually about her on the internet is has been pretty challenging. Uh, but she was in uh, 2011's A Hole in My Panty, uh, which I'm assuming is a comedy. I would hope it's a comedy. <laughs> and then uh, she was in uh, I.L. Tante G. Musio, which is an idol movie because she was part of Isle, which is a environmental idol group, and then she was in Time Slip Magane uh, in 2013. So that was the last thing she was really in. She hasn't been in too much, uh, but uh, she, like I said, she's been working on her solo career for a long time, uh, and she has a pretty. She's released quite a lot. She's done two. She has. Four mini albums, uh, two full albums uh, with her latest one, Love Me. And uh, she actually has like an R&B style, of, you know, soft laid back R&B style. I mean, she does do a variety of genres. She does J-pop, city pop, uh, R&B, dance and soul. Uh, so, you know, she, she has uh, quite the bit of range. And uh, one of the songs that... Uh, and so one of the songs like I recommend is her song L to you, A L E to you. Uh, it's a wonderful song. It's a wonderful ballad uh, that's uh, really shows off her vocals and what she's capable of. Uh, her song stay, which came out earlier this year. I really like, it's a nice laid back R and B song uh, uh, where it, it's, it, she doesn't really showcase her vocals in it. But I really like the feel of the song, and I really think she tackles it well. And uh, her song "Only You," which is on her "Love Me" album, is also really, really good. And that that's another like R and B laid back song. So, because uh, uh, lately she's really been going after like that R and B scene, and I really liked her. Uh, I, I know like for me, I sometimes have a hard time finding people I like in the R&B genre. And uh, I really liked Erica Nishi. I, I really liked her voice. And I think she really has like a nice, like, like her R&B stuff does not show up her vocal range. But uh, if you do listen to her pop stuff, you, you can hear her vocal range there. But what did you think about her, Luna? Um, I, I thought she was interesting. I really enjoyed the track Ale to You as it showed off her vocal range. With 
stay and only you i i was a little iffy on like i think they had really good compositions because she had a really like chill style music the chill r&b which is the hot thing right now i mean that's really what a lot of artists have been going for is the relaxing chill r&b which i do enjoy i think my my only issue is i feel like she doesn't have the vocals to do r&b is her her voice is a little more monotone for my style of r&b that i like However, I know she has the vocal range, judging by Ale to You, so I'd like to hear her use it more in her music. And I'd like to also see how she develops over time with the style she's doing. I think it's very interesting that she pretty much, it looks like she stopped acting to concentrate on her music career since it started in 2015, and her last movie is 2014. So I, I think it's very interesting in the route she went and it seems like she's shown great success in her music career. So I am looking forward to checking out more of her music and see it, see where it goes from there. And actually, I like, I'm curious if she'll get back into acting at some point. Because I would like to see that. Um, but I do got a question for you, Gray. What made you choose Etika Nishi as, you know, like an actress turned vocalist? Like what drew you to her? Yeah, uh, well, funny story is uh, I found her on... Uh, just looking around because I've been trying to find like like I said like an R&B artist that I like uh, for a while and I, I really was kind of drawn to her her style of R&B so uh, I didn't know she was an actress I found her by accident on Apple Music one day and so awesome um and and since she's an since you found out she's an actress are there out of those three movies are there any that you're actually interested in checking out I, I didn't know if any of those meet your taste maybe a hole in my panties that might be funny and maybe time slip magune i I don't know megane oh man i said it right the first time i'm sorry you're right it is magane time slip magane depends on what it is but it's with the word time slip in it sounds like a sci-fi series about time travel and that that's one of that's one of the things that i i love a lot is time travel movies so i uh i would probably sit down and watch time slip magane i was gonna say time slip magane sounds interesting because magane has glasses so i'm kind of thinking it is i'm wondering if it has something to do with time travel and glasses but it looks actually it looks really interesting and i swear i might have looked this up on the the movie app Letterboxd because i personally enjoy japanese cinema so I will watch a lot of very interesting movies. I actually can't find this one probably because it's not the original title. But yeah, that one looks really interesting. So and with that, I am going to go on to my artist. So I chose Shibasaki Cole or let me do it more Western style. Cole Shibasaki. And she is a current actress and vocalist. So she does currently do both. And I, I've actually been a fan of her for quite some time and I got in I got into her music with her second album Hitori Asobi and it was due to the hit single Suki no Shizuka where she she starred as Ryui in the drama or in the movie I mean and I I've never I didn't watch it but I, it was a hit single on the Oricon at the time. I followed the Oricon religiously. 
and like like we do now. So I automatically like fell in love with Suki no Shizuku. However, I'm not gonna. I didn't put that as my third song just because it is she is the main actress and this is her theme song as she does it as this character. But I ventured into all her other music and for the most part, I kept up with her music up until maybe, mm, I want to say probably after 47 Ronin is I kind of like dropped off the map uh, when she did that movie. But getting back into her has actually been a pleasure because I do watch some of her movies. I, I want to check out her dramas, but I don't I don't always have the capabilities of doing that where I'm at. So her music was like the way to my heart. But I will say some of my favorites were one of them is Invitation, which actually was used for the drama, the popular drama Tayo no Uta. And it just has this upbeat feeling. And I love the guitar, the piano, and everything. It just plays into it. It makes for a really fun song. And usually Cole does more temp, like mid-tempo or ballad type tracks. So Invitation is like that that nice feel that she you know does something upbeat gives you like a little taste of the fun and she does it very well and that's one of the reasons just like I fell in love with it and from what I've seen it fits in with Taya no Uta which is a big drama that I've been wanting to check out for quite some time and I need to do that um, the other one I absolutely love is Kimi no Koi which was a digital single it released in 08 then it was on her Love Paranoia album and Kimi no Koi shows off Cole's vocal skills and it's just a marvelous ballad it just starts it has this music back melody to it and between like they add in a piano it has this ever so slightly finger snapping and just it has this light feel I love like when you get to that chorus her vocals pick up and you hear her vocal capabilities and from her early music until Kimi no Koa, you can actually hear how her vocals have changed and become more powerful, which I really enjoy hearing how in music she's come a long way. So her newest, one of her newest songs that came out last year, Birth, is amazing. So this was my, this was recently I went back and started re-listening to her music. And upon hearing Birth, I was shocked because... Her vocal skills in it are just amazing. She used the power of her voice to what she what suits her and she does best. And it shows off her range. And this is like a full out just stunning ballad. I, It's been a while since I've heard her vocals go high like this. And she does it and keeps it in the perfect range and just matches with the composition I just love the feel of birth and it just shows off everything that she can do. So those of you who don't know who she is, which I think once you hear the names of the movies, the big movie she's been in, you will be like, oh my God, I know who that is. So she was in Battle Royale and this is, so I didn't see Battle Royale when it came out. I got into it a little bit later on. However, when you see her, she's very distinct. And I'll tell you which character she is. I recently bought this in 4K and I'm looking forward to rewatching it because Battle Royale is actually a big favorite of mine. But she is Mitsuko in Battle Royale. And if you have not seen it, I check it out. It is a 
amazing cast and Cole Shibasaki is one of the amazing cast. The movie that I first saw of her, Chakushin Adi, and uh, internationally it is known as One Miss Call, directed by Takashi Miike. And I personally love One Miss Call. It's not my favorite Takashi Miike film, but Cole Shibasaki is the main character. And the movie does center around her. If you have not seen it, I recommend it. If you like horror. To me, it's not scary, but to some people, it really freaks them out. She is amazing in Chakushin Adi, and I absolutely love it. And another big movie she did, and this is a U.S. movie. So those of you who have most, I don't know how many people have seen it, is 47 Ronin, which she co-stars with Keanu Reeves. So, and it has a great cast. Can't say the movie's that great, to be honest. But Koshibasaki Shibasaki is Mika, and she does an amazing job. She also has Hido, Hidoyuki Sanada and Tadanobu Asano starring along with her. And Rinko Kikuchi. Oh, I love Rinko Kikuchi. And Jin Akanishi, who's a uh, former Johnny's and former com- uh, cartoon. So, I mean, it's an amazing cast. And I personally love the movie but as a as a critic standpoint not good as a personal level I personally like it but those are the big ones she's done she's also done other ones Sekai no Chushinde, Ayo Sakibu, Crying Out in the Center, Crying Out Love in the Center of the World and Dororo which are two I'd love to watch it's just harder to find but I recommend checking out her career, both musically and as an actress, because she's done so many great things. Uh, and Gray, uh, Gray, what did you think of her music? Yeah, no, I'm really glad you picked her. Uh, real quick uh, for my clarification, because this has been forever since I've seen Battle Royale. Is she the absolute bat crap crazy one? Define. Uh, I mean, there are on, a because lot there are of... two. There's two. There's. Yeah. There's, There's two one that of was them. Like really... She's the girl in the yellow suit. Oh, God, it's been too long. I don't remember. Uh, don't because remember. there's two that are bad crazy. And so it's been a couple years. I watch this every she, couple does years. Does she have an Uzi? Hold on. I need to think about this. <laughs> you got me some great questions because there are a couple bat, check, bat crazy ones. Because it was her and Chiaki Kuriyama who were in it. And they were both pretty crazy. So... I want to say it was Chiaki Kuriyama who's the crazy one, but I'm actually, God, it's been, sorry for my language. It has been a little too long. Yeah. Like I've only seen Uh, it once. She has, yeah, she has the, uh, the, what's it called? The little scythe. Okay. She also, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, she's one of the bad crazy ones. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, there's not too many sane people in that movie. Yep, like if, if you is. watch it, they're all crazy to some degree, but there, there was like one or two that just took just took it and ran with it. Yep. And oh yeah, she like, did. It was like she she won the the runners. Yes. So yes, yeah. she is, and she's yeah. very very memorable. Yeah, uh, I was, was going to say like there 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 was yeah there, I think I I think I remember her because I think that's the only movie she's done that I've seen. And if I'm correct, Chiaki Kurayama, who I, I forgot I could have mentioned her, too, because she's also an actress turned singer. But they both did, like, an amazing job. And I, Chiaki is the one in the yellow suit. And then, and then 
Cole is not the one, but they're both crazy in that movie. And Cole takes the cake for it, does an amazing performance. So I, I recommend you giving that a second watch, be another watch again soon, because it is great. Uh, getting back to the topic at hand, no, uh, she actually has a great voice and... I, you know, really shows like how talented it is. She's, she's been in a ton. Like she's a very busy woman just looking at her discography and looking at her filmography. Like, like she's done a lot. She's made full use of her life and, 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 you know, you got to appreciate that for what it is, but she's got a great voice and uh, she really knows how to use it. And uh, Kimi no Koe really shows it off. I, I really like that song. I will say that song sounded really familiar. I I think I've heard a cover of it once or twice because it did. It sounded really, really familiar, but I couldn't place like an artist that I that I know that's covered it. Uh, but it was it's a really good song, very brilliantly done, and she has a wonderful voice. Like this is a good showcase of her talent. Uh, Birth is her is really good. I I really like that too, and that's another like mid tempo slow song. But I think my favorite one that you that we that you did was "Invitation." I, I think that's a fun song, and you know that that's the key at the end of the day. It's like you know I like pretty music as much as the next person, but you know, you know music's an inter- to me music is a form of entertainment. It's a form of distraction. I want it to be fun, so uh, I I tend to prefer the funner numbers, and I, I do think "Invitation" is a lot of fun, and she really. Let's uh, let's the uh, listener in on that one, and uh, I, I do. I think it's a blast. Uh, so I, I am curious. Uh, how did you discover that she was both a singer and an actress? It was with her her single Sukino Shizuku. As since it was titled with parentheses as Urui, I was kind of curious because they didn't really use her name at first on that single. So I figured out that she was actually the actress. And she was portraying Rui in it. So that's how I'm like, okay, so she, I I assume she only did television at first. And then I found out she did One Miss Call, which I was very excited. And I finally, like, I remember buying that on DVD and being so excited to watch that. But pretty much it was with Suki no Shizuku. And then I just started to look at her career and noticed she was in a lot of dramas. And she was in several movies as well, so... Now, which Koshi Basaki movie have you not seen you would love to? It would it would be Sekai no Chushin de Ayo Sakebu, which is crying out love in the center of the world. I've wanted to see that for a long time, but if I'm correct, it has not had a U.S. release. And so that's the reason I haven't seen it. I mean, we don't get a lot of... I mean, we get some japanese movies here but the uk gets way more and i'm hoping eventually i'll be able to get a copy of that but that's a big one i want to see couldn't you import a brit like a uk oh i do all the time but they don't have i don't think the uk has it either oh they don't have oh the believe Blu-ray me version? i'd have to look to see if it's even out because I don't think it is a super popular movie outside of Japan from what I know. Uh, I need to do a little more research on that one, but that yeah, is like sure. a really big one I want to see. And also uh, Matsuko no Ishol was one, which I know I can, that's available here. I just need to pick it up. And she did another one I wanted to see called Oku, which came out in 2012. That one looked really interesting. So, and she's been in a lot of dramas I've wanted to watch it's just finding the dramas here is really, really difficult. Like, I wanted to watch Galileo, 
and Nobunaga Kamsato. But finding oh, stuff yeah. like that, drama-wise, it's a little bit harder. So, although yeah. there is a crunchy role for that. So, so those yeah. are the big like movies I'd like to see. But she has way more. I mean, I could give you a, a decent list of ones because I think she's a great actress. But um, with that, I hope you we hope you enjoy the topic on actresses, turn vocalist, or you know have dual careers currently. And found it an interesting topic. So hopefully we'll be able to revisit at a later date because I feel like there's so many more we could put in this category as well. There, there's um, a ton. There, there's so yes. many that we could do. And uh, yeah, I'm certain we're, we're leaving a lot of great ones off the table. So I, I think this is something we'll come back to in the future. And uh, I'm really excited when we do. All right. So with that, we are jumping right into the Oricon. And we are going to start off with Number 10, which is Dry Flower by Yuri. Congrats. He's still on here, but it's finally starting to drop. It This week it sold a lovely 26,717 points. And with that, we are moving on to Answer Shadow by Olmi. And this, in a way, is not new, but it is so... It actually released in early on, like as a digital release in uh, February. However, this is our first time actually covering it. And I'm going to put a little bit about this because looking at this, when you see the name Omi, it looks it looks like a brand new artist. So Tosaki Hiromi actually, he recently, he's revamping himself. So he has a, he's going by a new name, which is Omi. Those of you who aren't familiar with Hiromi Tosaka, he is part of Sanda Meiji Soul Brothers and has a solo career under Tosaka Hiromi. And now it's under Omi. And I'm not sure if I'm saying Omi right because Apple Music has this little sign through it, which, which could mean like a different saying, but... My assumption is because of how Hiromi is elongated, he's going by Omi. So I just want to put that in there. I'm really glad we got to listen to Answer Shadow as I do really enjoy Hiromi Tosaka, aka Omi's music. So I feel like this revamp is very interesting. But first, before I get into it, Gray, I'm curious to hear what you think because I think this is your first experience with this artist. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, my first experience with his solo career because uh, I, I am obviously familiar with Sanda Meiji Soul Brothers. So I, I am familiar with him, with his work uh, through them. But yeah, this is my first time hearing his solo stuff. And it it's definitely interesting. I, I was surprised. I was uh, very surprised to hear it. It's definitely different. I, I will say that. But... I don't know. I don't know if this is for me or not. Like it, it's, it's hard to me. It sounds like he's still trying to figure himself out and anger shadow. It, 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 this, I think this is probably like answer my least shadow. favorite song. Answer shadow. Yeah. I think this is probably like my least favorite song that we, we we're going to cover this week. I listened to it's a, it's part of an EP and I listened to the whole EP and I did really like give up. Uh, that sounded more like a boy band song, though. I think that's why I liked it. <laughs> it's because it sounded way more like a boy band song. Uh, but Answer Shadow, it, it's okay. I think uh, he's got great vocals, and you can hear his 
his years of experience in the song. I, for me, it's the composition with Answer Shadow. I, I don't like it that much. It, it's not bad. It's just not for me. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it was okay. I'm interested to see what more he does. I, I think, uh, he, like I said, I think he's very talented, and I think, uh, you know, I think he's got. I'm certain he's he'll have songs that I like. So uh, I'm just eager to see what he does next. Yeah. So Answer Shadow was very interesting, as I I actually really enjoy Tosaka Hidomi Omi's solo career when he was Tosaka Hidomi, and that music sounds a little bit more like you would expect Sunday Meiji Soul Brothers. So Gray, I think you'd actually like under his, his name, Tosaka Hidomi due to the fact that it does have the exile, you know, the Sunday Meiji Soul Brother style. So I feel like answer shadow, he's going in a completely new direction. And I mean, you could kind of hear that at the tail end before he, he changed his name to Omi. And I think it's very interesting what he's doing. I, for me, Answer Shadow did sound a little bit off and I think it was the composition. I did like his vocals in it and I thought they were very strong. And I liked, I actually enjoyed the, uh, the, um, like B-side songs on Answer Shadow more than I did the main track but all in all i think you know it's a good start to this to his re- revamping of himself and i'm looking forward to see what he will be doing next to be honest i'm going to be following him quite a lot more than i used to so with that answer shadow sold a lovely twenty-seven thousand one hundred and seventy-six points and moving on to number eight which is kidadi by kaze fuji Fujikaze. There is there isn't really any more anything else we can say. Just if you haven't checked it out, do it. You've heard me and Gray are still listening to it. So Kiradi sold a total of twenty seven thousand three hundred and ninety six points. And moving on to the next one, another stayer. It is Challenger Born to Be Wild by JO1. And then again, you can listen to our reviews of this about two podcasts ago and what we think and challenger born to be wild sold a lovely 20,149 points and moving on to one that's still hanging in there but finally starting to drop it is take a picture slash pop and shaken by need you nothing more we can say but take a picture pop and shaken sold a lovely 29,337 points and moving on to another one that's slightly going down a little bit. It is Kaibutsu slash Yasashi Suisei by Yaosobi. Not surprised it's on here. You can listen to our initial thoughts on a couple, several episodes ago. And it sold a, and Kaibutsu slash Yasashi Suisei sold a lovely of 35,677 points. And moving on to number four. It is Mo Skoshidake by Yaosobi. And I'm very excited that we get a new Yaosobi song. And it's nice to see them on there twice. So, Gray, I'm going to ask you about this one. So, what did you think of Mo Skoshidake? Yeah, no, uh, this is a wonderful song. Uh, actually, uh, I think this is my favorite song by Yaosobi. It is... It's not... It, 
for me, I don't think you would really think of this as a Yao Sobi song because it doesn't really sound like them. Uh, Mosukoshi Dake is a much more upbeat and fun song. And like Yao Sobi have had a lot of songs that I like or kind of like, uh, but this is the first song that I would say it's fun. And it's got this lighthearted nature about it with this wonderful piano worked into it. Uh, I Honestly, I think this is my favorite song that they've done so far. And it is it's a lot of fun to listen to. I can't recommend it enough. And yeah, this is a, this is a great song. So I 100% agree. I absolutely love Moskoshidake. And I mean, Yawasobi, I generally enjoy most of their songs, to be honest. And I mean, I've liked everything they've released, but I haven't like fell in love like, oh my God, I have to hit the plus sign immediately, you know, besides like Yorini Kakeru and most Goshidake did that for me. I mean, I immediately fell in love with it. I stopped what I was doing and I was like, this is really, really good. And... I greatly enjoyed it. I mean, the composition, Yawasobi's vocals, just everything about Moskoshidake clicked with me. And I am so glad to see it on here and see Yawasobi doing so well in their career right now. And I think it's the upbeatness, like you said, Gray. It's a very fun song. And it also has that cutesiness to it, which is another reason I loved it. So... I'm curious to hear Ken's thoughts. So hopefully I have a feeling Moskoshidake will be on here next week and I'm looking forward to hearing what he thinks. So same with that. Yes. Yes. And with that, Moskoshidake sold a lovely 43,062 points. And moving on to another new one. This was, I'm going to highlight, this was already released digitally. This is the, the physical release just came out. So it is Kuda Kuda by Twice. And this is their latest single. I listened to this once the music video dropped. So I already had a sense and I already knew I liked it. But great. I'm curious to hear what you think because I know you're hit or miss on Twice. Uh, yeah, uh, I, they can't be hitting this with me. But overall, I think this song is pretty good. Uh, they do have songs I like a bit more than Kula Kula, but Kula Kula in and of itself isn't bad. It has all the things that make Twice notable. Really good composition, fun dance number. Um, pretty solid vocals, too, from the ladies this time around. So all in all, it's it's a solid, solid song. Like I said, it's not my favorite, but uh, overall, it's still pretty good. I'm waffling on whether or not I'm going to add it to my library i i haven't made up my mind yet but i'm kind of leaning toward it i haven't pulled the trigger on it yet but we'll we'll see i i do like this song but so i pulled the trigger on kuda kuda very fast so i do agree with you i think they have this is what makes twice twice it is very notable very them it, they have great vocals in it the composition is great it's a fun dance song. I will say the other reason that drew me to it is the lyrics for Kuda Kuda are, are very relatable. And I think that was the big push for me of why it hit up there as a... It actually might be my second or third favorite Twice song to date. 
due to that reason is I just love the lyrics. I will say I Can't Stop Me is still my favorite Twice song and Breakthrough and TT are also up there. But Kuda Kuda is easily, easily moved its way up into my heart very quickly. And I am so glad that it sold so well, which I'm not surprised, and that we could talk about it. So I'm I'm also curious about what Ken thinks about Kuda Kuda, just because, I, you know, we all have we all have our certain feelings for Twice, but... I can't, uh, we're looking forward to that. And hopefully Kuda Kuda will remain in the charts next week. So we can talk about it again. So with that, Kuda Kuda sold a lovely 88,989 points. And moving on up to Kimi to Doko Kae Ikitai by HKT48. And so y'all already are going to know my opinion. I'm just going to say that. I... I understand why Kimito Dokokae Ikitai sold so well. And Gray, I have a feeling I know yours. We talked about this before the show. So I'll just get my feelings out right now and said this is generic by the numbers idol. And I already forgot what it sounded like despite the same song being on this single twice, just switch centers with, with different centers. But I, I listened to it twice in a row and forgot what I listened to. So for me, it was okay. It was all right. But I forgot it. And I think that's my biggest issue with a lot of these by the numbers is they're so generic that you forget them. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's like, oh my God, I love it. It's just one of those, it's okay. The harmonies were good. I thought their vocals were okay. And, you know, it was a fun song, but I still forgot it. And that's like, and for me, that's my biggest issue with the idols right now. However, Gray, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Yeah, no, I really like the song. I, I find it to be a lot of fun. It's definitely idol flair. Uh, this song is not for everybody. And if you're not into idols, I don't think there's anything in it for you. Uh, just get that out of the way. This is not this is not the song I would recommend to someone who might be looking to get into idols. Stay as far away as you can from the song. But if you like idol music and you kind of like that generic stuff, uh, th- this song is really comfort food in a, in a weird way. It hits the notes right. Uh, it's very much a 48 song. And yeah, I, I like it. I think it's fun. It's catchy. I was listening to this song earlier when I was cleaning up the house. And... It made that chore just a lot better. And maybe that was the reason why I just loved it. It's because I was doing something I didn't care much for. And uh, this tune just really shifted my perspective. I will say I'm very disappointed because when I saw that there's two iterations of this song, uh, I was really hoping like the second one would really mix it up a bit. But no, it is identical in every manner or fashion they just swap centers so the subame simbatsu and the mizuho simbatsu like there's a difference i, I don't know what it is but there's a difference you can hear the, it i mean the center, i know what the it vocals. is well, yeah I, it's just you can yeah. tell by the tone of bit. the the center i could tell that from switching from one to the other because when i listen to it i'm like this is the same song just with a different vocalist but that was the only other thing I could tell and it's very slight yeah but the thing of it is is 
because because it's a 48 song it, there's very very few moments where the center isn't harmonizing with the rest of the group yes that's true and, that's and, the and, only reason i caught it was like, it was those few moments you yeah. can hear it but other than that you wouldn't know exactly it's just like it is identical it is almost as identical as can be because yeah all they did was switch the, the who the center was for the songs and so i'm like uh uh i'm, I'm not crazy about the mizuo uh Senbatsu version of this just because i'm like they they just to me they didn't do anything to justify its existence so i'm like i, I don't know why this is here but you know other than like if you like the same song twice then by all means uh re-listen to it again so uh but uh i also listened to the whole ep uh and i i liked uh i liked all five of the songs well minus two i like the other three songs so I, you know like i said it, it's for idol fans i don't think this is for non-idol people and it's just i think hkt48 is a group that very consistently caters to its audience and because I can't remember the last time they've had a song that I would that I would say, oh yeah, no, this is a great song. It's it's for anybody. Like no, this is good, but it's good for people that like it. If and if you don't like it, then th- this song is not going to change your opinion of it. Or if you're tired of it or burn out on it, then this song is also not not going to really change your opinion of that either. So, but yeah, I completely agree with you. It's if you're not into idols. I wouldn't bother. If you do like idols, it might be up your alley. So with that, Kimito Dokokae Ikitai sold a whopping 143,111 points. And with that, we actually move on to our number one, which is Negative Fighter, Negative Fighter by Heisei Jump. And so this is a group... I'm hit or miss on. However, I freaking love Negative Fighter. And there was maybe one little issue I had with it. But I freaking loved it. But before I go into that, because Gray, you're our male idol. You're our idol person. And I know you love your your male groups. What did you think of Negative Fighter? Uh, Yeah, so this is a song I want to love. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of really good things about this song. But that one little thing that it does that is really annoying, it's really annoying, and it really hurts the song as a whole. And that is uh, early on in the song and in the chorus, it goes, <coughs> No, 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 we don't, we don't need this. We don't, we don't need that in, in the song at all. Because it just does not work. It sounds very abrasive, and it really takes you out of the song. Rest of the song is great. The guys, the vocals is fantastic. The melody is really good. The rap solo in the middle of the song is to die for, but they need to t- they need to take that that noise out of it. They they have to like it is absolutely atrocious, and that that's that that's like my one critique of it. But it takes me out of the song so much. It just ah, it makes it makes me have this love hate relationship with the song because I really really want to like it, but I, that that little thing it's just I don't, 
the more I hear it, the more I like it, and it is growing on me, which is another thing, because I've listened to the song three to four times now, because I've been really trying to figure out my feelings for it, and every time I hear it, it grows more on me. So, uh, I do think if you traditionally like Casey Jump, you will you will find plenty to like about this song. So the the funny thing is, is I don't usually traditionally like automatically like them, but I really enjoyed Negative Fighter. However, I do understand what you mean with that. It's in the chorus. It has that weird, it's, it, the composition is a little weird. It's wonky. And that is the one thing that does take, it took me out of it a little bit. But for some reason, I looked past it because I love their vocals and their harmonies that I'm like, okay, this is really weird. And it could easily, it should, I would love the song way more if it was removed. But I, I still, all in all, I thought Negative Fighter was very solid and it was fun. I think I liked the, how upbeat it was. It was cute. And all the guys' vocals was amazing. And that rap also is what sold me. It's just that one part in the composition that doesn't come up often that does take you out of the moment of Negative Fighter. So, I mean, I still would recommend it. I think it's a great song and I will listen to it again. But that I think the more you listen to it, the more that one part in the composition does not bother you. So I feel like for me, the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And but it's solid and I'm looking forward to hearing more Heisei Jump now. And I would like to dive into more of their works after hearing this because... Maybe I was just in the mood for a boy group, but I enjoyed Negative Fighter greatly. And it seems everyone else did because Negative Fighter sold 216,396 points. And that's pretty darn good. I mean, you look at the top three on the Oricon, they all were pretty heavy hitters. Two of them over 100,000. So it's great to see the some new music like this on the charts. But with that, we're going to go over to the album, the album side, just to see, you know, what's all on here. So it's great to see we got Fujikaze on here with Help Ever Hurt Never, which is a, uh, which is pretty much his album that came out last year. And we got Stray Sheep still hanging in there, finally going down. And that's by Yunezu Kenshi. And we got Romanticized by New West, who is a Korean boy group. And we got the book by Yao Sobi, still hanging in there and doing very well. And we got Guess Who by Itzy, who is a Korean girl group. And I did not realize they had a new mini album out. I'm glad to see they are doing very well. Maybe they will venture over to Japan so we can actually talk about them. And we got... Toyama Toyama Now as well with her off album. I'm so glad to see Toyama Now on here because I know we've talked about her several times and the full title of that is Concept Mini Album Off. So it's a concept mini album. When we got uh, Hot Sauce NCT Dream Volume 1 by NCT Dream who is a Korean boy group and we still got and finally Border Carnival by N-Hyphen dropped that was actually number one the last couple weeks so we got, and then we got two new ones for number one which is amazing we got 
We got Hirai Ken, which no surprise in here with this latest album, Anadani Narita Kata. And I'm so I love Hirai Ken. So I'm so glad to see him as number one. And we got one of our lovely idol groups that I know we all enjoy, Equal Love. And this is more the Equal Love one is actually really interesting because they're labeling uh, because they just labeled it as one type, although it actually is several types. But their latest album. All right. And we got our number one from one of our idol groups that we all like, Equal Love, with Zembu Naishol. And I am glad to see them on here. And I'm going to have to, I think we're all probably going to want to check this out. Because Equal Love is one of those that they always release great tracks. And I'm so glad to see them on here. I wish if it would have sold more than it did. But after looking at the singles, you can see why. It only sold 45,152 points. But good for them for taking that number one spot. And and also, I'm glad to see the albums got switched up a little bit this week. And so, since we checked out those albums, that's pretty much all for today. So, before we close out of the show, we want to let you know to be sure to check out our website at www.ongakuryu.com and also be sure to follow us on Twitter at on- Twitter and Instagram at ongakuryu and be sure to like our Facebook page as well. And before and we want to give a big thank you to all our lovely affiliates. We got lovely we got the awesome Kyoru Hunter who is a Twitch streamer and has been showcasing some very interesting ones this week. I know he was doing a he was doing a game called Trag Tactical Rescue Assault Group, which is pretty much like a combination of Resident Evil meets Die Hard and super interesting. So I highly recommend checking out a lot of his streams as he does mainly like horror the horror genre and it is awesome. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter K Y O R U H-U-N-T-E-R. And we got Timber Taft, who is not only a Twitch streamer, but a vocalist in his own right. And you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft. T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out our affiliate, Rosalie, who has been streaming Monster Hunter. And she is going to be streaming Pokemon Snapstone for the Switch. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y and last but not least you can check out our affiliate fangirl has no fangirl has no name who has been doing a uh, going through final fantasy 7 please no spoilers as this is her first go around with this game you can follow her on twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And with and uh, and lastly, you can you can follow our normal host or usual host per se, Ken, on Twitter at OTY Ken1, where he mainly tweets about Ina Iba, Bang Dream, Ina Iba, and more Bang Dream. And so don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Kendu called Potasaurus, where they discuss various video games and video game industry items. And with that, that is our show today. And 
I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you so, so, so much for listening to today's episode. You can follow me at, on several social medias, I have way too many right now, at Twitter, Kitsu, my anime list, Anime Planet, and Letterboxd at Lunamaria87, L-U-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-87. Or you can follow me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where I have been posting a lot more stuff lately. So if you like movies and horror things and cat photos, follow me at Nerdy Collector Luna. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Omagaku Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So just follow me there. All right. And with that, we, we want to say we hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. And we will check you next week. Jamatane. And we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.